Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Arsenal Agenda series. Joining you at 9.30am UK time, Monday to Friday. I'm joined by Bailey. You right, mate? You good? Yeah, I'm good, TC. How are you? Happy Valentine's Day to everyone as well. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Any plans this evening? Nah, little, just... just microwave folks. meal for one? Yeah, yeah. Like, come dine with... No, not come dine. What is it? Is it dinner date? They do yeah, that when yeah, you get rejected? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's me. That's me, TC. Absolutely. Love what that. about you? Uh, yeah, meal out with the fiance. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be nice. Uh, got a nice pub booked for an evening meal. Uh, which yeah, it's gonna be nice just to take my mind off of Arsenal for a, a few hours and uh, end up paying a lot of money for food. So you know, it's uh, swings and roundabouts and all. But no, uh, happy Valentine's Day to everybody in the chat box, whether you are celebrating or not. So if you have a fantastic Monday, and thank you for joining us. Do drop a like on the video and show your support to the channel by hitting that subscribe button if you haven't done so already. As we try and head towards 10k before the end of the Premier League season. We kick off uh, with the big news of last night, Bailey. Now, you stayed up uh, as someone without any Valentine's Day plans. I'm not surprised. Stayed up to watch the Super Bowl. Uh, how, what did you, first of all, what was your reaction to, to the match? And Because I'm completely out of the NFL bubble, so I'm relying on you to give yeah. me any kind of insight. Yeah, TC, I'm just like you. <laughs> I, just, I just watched it for the occasion and the halftime show, I think it was the greatest halftime show I've ever seen. I'm a big hip-hop fan, so classics coming back. That's, that was the, maybe the main highlight. But, of course, the Rams winning it means Dan Conkey winning it too. And mm. it will have an effect on Arsenal, but I'm sure we'll get Do you think that. it'll have an I, effect? I hope so. I really do hope so. I think. But do you um, think? I don't know if you hope. Or I don't know if you think it will. Listen, look, <laughs> all I'm going to say is when uh, I spoke to Jake Ellenberg on the Downtown Rams on the Arsenal Way podcast, there were a lot of similarities between the strategy of the Rams and the strategy of Arsenal, the way he was speaking. Mm. And I saw a lot of parallels there. And I was thinking, hmm, this is interesting in terms of Sean McFay, the coach, and Arteta, both the youngest coaches in the leagues, the way they're, San Conque trusted in the, trusted in Sean McFay, he made a lot of mistakes. Arteta, He's, there's been calls for him to be sacked, but he's kept his job. Yeah. So there's similarities. So I think there's maybe Arsenal is taking longer. Maybe it's a different sport with NFL. It's a franchise thing and it's a long season. So you can you have the chance to win it here. But there is a clear parallel in strategy. So hopefully Arsenal's success replicates in the, in the near future. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how the, the fallout from this. I found it interesting that I've seen nothing from Josh. I know Josh was there and was celebrating yeah. there, but I've seen no interviews, nothing about that. Um, that I may be proven wrong and he does an interview in the, in the coming days which you know is very possible but like I, you do get the sense that the, the Rams is very much Stan and Josh yeah. is very much Arsenal and the Nuggets and you know that those two things are, are very separate and all of the, the KSC entities are very separate despite them working over the each other I mean I was speaking to a friend of mine the other day uh, Sophie who does the Highbury Squad podcast about this and like every, she speaks about how everything is a separate entity about how the Super Bowl win won't affect the Nuggets it won't affect the Avalanche it won't affect you know, Arsenal 
I, I'm not sure. Like, as you say, I think that there's a lot of similarities you can draw with the young coach and the project in the last six years since the stadium build. And if you think about it, it's only been just under four years since uh, the Cronkies fully took over Arsenal in 2018. So we've still got a couple of years before we hit that kind of six-year mark. And it'll be interesting to see in six years from 2018 where Arsenal are in the world of football. But look, at the end of the day, I, I don't feel like the the Rams winning uh, will have a negative impact on Arsenal no. this hour. And I think no. that's probably the, the way to see it. We don't know what impact there will be, but you can't imagine there being any kind of negative thing. The only thing and pure theory would have been if they hadn't won it, all the focus would have still remained on the Rams and yeah. investing even more and more and more trying to get them to win the Super Bowl. But maybe with that, they can just you know build on their dominance and at the same yeah. time get that winning addiction with Arsenal, fingers crossed too. Um Speaking of kind of building on what's already there and signings, Armando Broja was was linked uh, yesterday, according to our, our colleague Chris Wheatley at Football London, suggesting that Arsenal are monitoring this situation. They like him. Arteta likes him. Um, I agree with uh, Hakuna Matata in the chat box, who says Broja will stay in Chelsea. You guys are dreaming. I, I would find it very yeah. surprising if Chelsea would sanction a sale to Arsenal. Yeah, I find that almost impossible to be honest. Um, it is, is a great, it would be an excellent, perfect, I think it would be a perfect signing, to be honest, in my opinion. It would be the perfect uh, striker signing, but why would Chelsea sell to us? It makes, like, I don't think, uh, yeah, I can't see it happening. I'd want it to happen because I remember I called, I saw it to my friend earlier in the season. Like, it just reminded me of Haaland. He gave me the Haaland vibe to him. He's just dominant, he's tall, he's fast, he's got everything. He literally has everything in a locker and he would definitely elevate Arsenal's uh, forward line, but I just can't see. Chelsea selling him to Arsenal, if I'm being honest. Yeah, me too. I think he's a player that, look, has done really well this season, 20 years old, rapid, physical. He's got all the attributes of what you would think would be what Arsenal need and are looking for in a striker. Um, but my only issue with it is that if 25 million was quoted, I saw a report a few weeks back about 25 million being about the figure that Southampton were looking to spend. If that was Arsenal and Chelsea, Chelsea would be asking for far more than that for, for Arsenal to come in for him. But What's interesting is seeing these links to young strikers, this bracket, like we're not going for, you know, these established figures. David Ornstein reporting this morning that Mauro Icardi was was kind of offered towards Arsenal in any kind of swap deal. You would imagine that might have been involving the, the Pierre Mekabamiang situation and and that deal going through and, and PSG were said to be one of the interested parties in Abamiang during the winter window. We chose not to do that. Uh, as, as to the understanding of the athletic, that that encourages me, Bailey. That makes me think that you know yeah. what Arsenal aren't just like jumping on opportunities. They're not going down the Williams, not going down the David Luiz and now the Maradicardi routes. We're looking at you know genuine strikers of promise. Your Davids, your DCLs, your Isaacs, and and now uh, uh, what's his face Brozier, um as well. So that gives you encouragement that this is the right direction that we're moving. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say so. Only my only issue is that with. My only issue with that, sorry, is if it was, for example, a loan swap. If it was a permanent swap, then I'm, I'm agree with you. I'm with you 100%. But if it was a loan swap, I think I would have taken it just till the end of the season. Icardi yeah, I agree. Just to, just to, of course, build up the striking options. We saw against Wolves, a good striker would have killed the game. Well, like I said, it's a good striker, but a clinic, more of a clinical striker would have killed the game much earlier. Mm. And we'd have to have been shaken for the last 20 minutes. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. Absolutely. If it's permanent, we should not have taken a card in a permanent deal. I don't think he's the answer, to be honest. But yeah, so I'm fully with you on that point. I think it's good that we have a clear direction. We want a young striker. We want someone who actually improve us. We're not just forcing someone's available. We don't just jump at a chance because mm -hmm. he has a reputation. So 
yeah yeah absolutely uh just jumping into the chat to see some of the reaction to the talk that we're having um we've got jonathan says i think brogia is a bit too selfish perhaps also because he's still very young but i would like to see someone else not to mention chelsea won't let him go at least not cheaply uh i definitely tend to agree with that uh i love this comment from raymond he says thanks wolves uh in the chat box which is great yes raymond absolutely spot on and i mean i was very happy to see wolves win I was even happier to see them ironically celebrate their win because supposedly they don't really like celebrating. Celebrating is a no-go for Wolves, is, is what we've heard. You, you're not allowed to. You've got to just, you know, politely clap, golf clap, as you like, uh, at the end of games to your supporters. Yeah, um, never seen anyone from Wolves celebrate anything ever. Uh, <laughs> look, what do you make? I, I joke around, but I find it utterly ridiculous. Like, I, I get it's tongue-in-cheek, the tweet that they put out about kind of, you know, celebrating the right way and all of this. What is this about? What's this obsession? See, see, it's, it's, just, it's just every club, anything Arsenal does, anything to do with Arsenal, it gets elaborated, jumped on, elaborated, and it's a chance for the opposition team to get some clout or some, you know, just some hype on the social media, as you like to say. So, Wolves, they don't like Arsenal doing anything. We celebrate, they hate, we get a red card, they hate, we don't celebrate, they'll still hate. It's just any way to hate on Arsenal, to be honest. But Wolves, you've done us a favour yesterday. So no, no no, bad blood, nothing nothing against you. We're not holding it against you as you did do us a major favour. But we will be seeing you, I, think, I believe it's on the 24th, so we'll be seeing you then. And if we score, I hope we celebrate even harder just to really mm. rub salt into the wounds. Absolutely. Um, let's jump into the chat box and see what some more of your comments are regarding some of the topics we've been discussing. Uh, Musa says, unpopular opinion slash question, since the Cronkies have owned Arsenal outright since 2018, they have done more good than bad. Spent money, changed the backroom team and football structure. Maybe they're not that bad. Putting yourself out on the precipice there, Musa. What do you think about that, Bailey? Careful, Musa. Careful, Musa. Remember the early years. Careful. <laughs> Don't let this summer transfer. Hey, look, let's, let's take his comment off face value since 2018 yeah. the Stan Kroenke has been in or the KSE has been in full control of Arsenal yeah. since 2018 Arsenal still gone backwards you know back-to-back eighth place finishes detail that we've still regressed since that time we've made bad decisions in some departments in my opinion it was the wrong decision to appoint Unai Emery it was the wrong decision to to keep him on as long as we did towards the end it was arguably I mean it, it was a huge risk to appoint oh. an an unproven manager in Mikel Arteta to take over from Unai Emery at such a low point. It may prove out to be great, but, you know, at that time, it was incredibly risky to take that decision. We brought in players like William. We re-signed David Luiz to a new deal. We gave um, we gave Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang a £350,000 per week contract. It's not all been good. However, when you look at the other side of things and what's happened in, say, the last 18 months, the six signings we made in 2021 were really good. We missed out in what I believe was the, the priority, which was an upgrade in central midfield. We didn't do that, but we did get six, uh, six good players in. In the January window, we didn't see the Arsenal of old panicking, overspending on someone that necessarily wouldn't have guaranteed us any amount of goals, etc. I'd be really interested in seeing what happens moving forwards yeah. with with what this project is trying to do. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I'd mentioned the Super League in there as well, the Super League acceptance as well. That was almost that was also another negative negative. But yeah, as I said, this summer they've really you can't complain this summer. We Arsenal fans can't complain about the Cronkies' involvement this summer and this season. I think they've given us the necessary recruitment. I think they've given Arteta um and Edu more more freedom to to negotiate transfers, etc. And of course they won't just throw the checkbook just for the sake of throwing the checkbook. They will throw the checkbook if it's necessary and they've proved that. So yeah, there are I think from this season there is a upward trajectory, but 
we need to see. I think the summer will be big proof of that. I think this summer will, will define a lot of stuff for Edu, for the Cronkays, for Ateta. I feel like this season, towards the end, it will really be a defining season for Arsenal. Absolutely. Uh, let's jump into the chat box a little bit more of our Vinny. Love this from Vinny. Salty, salty, salty. I'm so happy to see so much on how much it means uh, to the Arsenal players to get a result in a difficult game. That is the type of attitude you want to see from your players regarding those Wolves celebrations. Uh, let's go to uh, John, who says that we're heading in the right direction regarding all of this news and regarding the club too. And, you know, another player that could be heading in the right direction is following Balogun, Bailey. At the weekend, yeah. got another assist, quite a hell of an assist as well really beautiful back heel uh for that Middlesbrough goal this seems to be like a really encouraging loan move for him Chris Wilder we know wanted him at Sheffield United he's now got his man at, Bal at uh, Middlesbrough even though Balogun's on loan it's looking like it could be a move that gives him the necessary kind of minutes in a senior perspective uh moving forwards doesn't it to get him back yeah. into the Arsenal team yeah I even published a piece yesterday on his assist and how Arteta would have been impressed at it. I think the assist, he could see he was pressing, he was high, he was pressing and managed to win the ball. And I think that suits Arteta's system in terms of the high press. And I think Balogun is really starting to show the qualities he did in the youth team now at the championship level. And that's, that's perfect, really. That's very perfect. And I think he will keep, keep going. If he keeps going and presses in the FA Cup against Tottenham, he can, he can stake a claim in the squad next year. I think he can stake, an escape, stake a claim, but not a starting spot, not just yet. I think we'll still need two strikers regardless of Balogun's progression. I think it's too risky just to have him as a second striker at the moment. However, in, I'll have him as a third striker perfectly. I think if we, we will be in Europe next season, regardless if that's European League or Champions League. So there will be a lot of game time for him. So I think, yeah, if he continues on his trajectory, there's no reason why he shouldn't come back to the team next year and really perform himself or maybe come back and then get a Premier League loan and that will really define him. I know Tammy Abraham did the same. I believe he went to Bristol City came back and he went to Swansea C and that really did help him help him and his experience. So we can we can almost follow the same structure of Balogun. We've got a good, good striker on our hands for the future. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Neves was brilliant against us, says Vinny, and was dominant versus Spurs. He's a player I really would love in the summer. Uh, Jonathan says, a Ramsdale knee slide in front of Cody and Neves when we win against them on the 24th would be the perfect February. I can't really disagree with that, Jonathan. I would love to see us over-celebrate again uh, against Wolves. I mean, yeah, a knee slide in front of the Wolves supporters would be fantastic. Uh, that would be... Uh, to be honest... I wrote a piece last, uh, I think it was on Saturday, about kind of how the over-celebrations could inadvertently help us if Wolves yeah. were then fired up for the Spurs game, and that turned out very much to be the case. Ironically, like it could have that effect again for us in the sense that now there's been enough time between these two incidents that the Arsenal players and seeing the reaction from the Wolves players will themselves be even more fired up and determined yeah. to win this game. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be a quite a fiery match. I can already say, I can already see tackles <laughs> flying around in the first five minutes. Not like just, Cody's going to break someone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just don't be like a Z, because I don't want to see Enketi after the rest of the season as a striker. So it's not like a Z, mm. please. But yeah, I reckon, I reckon it's going to be a quite a fiery game. I reckon it's going to be an exciting one as well. Absolutely. Um, we are going to be joining you, of course, throughout the week at 9.30am uh, every single day. We'll have more shows coming for you throughout the week, including our Arsenal analysis show. Uh, you should have a six-a-side update as well this week, too. Fingers crossed. Although last night, 
Deary, me, me and Bailey turn up for a game. No one turns up. Unbelievable. Standing out in the rain, waiting for our opponents and no one comes. I mean, some people might say they're a bit smart to have not yeah. turned up in the be weather fair, that we were standing uh, around in. fair, CC. The other team was like Tottenham yesterday, didn't they? Just didn't oh, up. yeah. Very true. Very true. So basically, there were two wins over Spurs yeah. yesterday is what we're saying there. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, guys, uh, for tuning in. As always, do drop a like on the video if you're enjoying the content and subscribe to the Arsenal way. If you haven't done so already, helping us get towards that 10k target before the end of the Premier League season spread it around tell your friends Bailey it's been an absolute pleasure as always mate pleasure as always have a good one Tom have a good one everyone in the comment section as well absolutely enjoy Valentine's Day people if you're celebrating or not if not you know do the Bailey trick microwave meal candle lit dinner for one (laughs) it's perfect see you soon guys have a great day and as always keep following us down the Arsenal